I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you remember when you were little? And how cartoons used to be so much of your world? Or when you got to be a little older? and they were the coolest thing you've ever seen. Or a little older still, and they were the things you talked to your friends about at break time. You remember the shows you loved? We do too. I'm joined by Simon Dowling. Join us as we take a trip down the animated yellow brick road of memory lanes as we share our animation through the ages. Okay, pretty good. Doing very well. Nice. Pretty happy moment, yeah. All good. That's cool. It's it's before all the sport happens on the weekend. It's that lovely, lovely bit of free bliss. (laughs) Yeah. The the world of all all the potential in the world awaits us every (laughs) so weekend. So, yeah, Sai, we've got a lot to get through today to introduce people to what we're going to talk about. When I first started Flipbook, basically, um, Simon was on my timeline already discussing with me just the the range of you know what he's watched over the years. And it was just so exciting because I've always enjoyed animation, like from the time I was little through to now. And we thought, like, why do we not do a sort of timeline part where we walk through the various decades because we're so old <laughs> through the various decades and see what we, you know, what shows are on, what we liked, and just have a talk about that. So, yeah, excited about this side. Yep, very excited. Yeah, I love animation. I've done ever since I was born, pretty much. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about anyway. Definitely. And I think what we're going to do here is as we go through a couple of these shows and series, We'll see how the sort of content changes a little bit. I must say today, I think we're largely going to exclude anime uh, because yeah. I, I think it's just mostly stuff we sort of watched on TV. For example, when I was born in the 80s. And why don't we start there? That, that'd be cool. What were you doing in the 80s? Yeah. And how did you interact with animated shows at that time? Well, so I was born in 1983. So it would have been early kind of like early morning cartoons type thing on weekends and stuff like that. I mean, I was probably, it was kind of that time where you'd wake up at around five in the morning, you know, and run downstairs and watch TV <laughs> as early as you can. And that's what you wanted to do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really remember, like, it's, it was such a different way to watch it because you didn't really think about kind of 
the continuation of it. Like you didn't think mm-hmm. about what's gonna happen on next week's show. You just were up in the morning, turned it on, and expected some sort of a cartoon to just be on. <laughs> didn't really have like yeah. the same idea that we kind of have now where we know when things air and we know when things are going to end and they get cancelled and stuff you just kind of turn it on and you'd watch until your parents told you to go outside and, <laughs> you know and get some fresh air but um I do remember I did used to watch it before I went to school as much as I was allowed to do it but my parents were pretty strict with letting us watch it for a while we only had one tv in the house until i was probably around eight or nine i'd say and i had two other brothers so often i didn't really get to pick what i wanted to watch you know and it was talked about a lot in school as well you know it was like oh what are you watching and you just Mm. kind of it was probably more like acting out your favorite people from your cartoons yeah (laughs) and I want to be him. I want to be that turtle. I, I want to be that person. You know, and it's like, no, I'm him. I'm him. <laughs> Everyone wants to be the same person. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, so I was born in 81, but the early morning shows, I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, they, they did start. I think it was a bit later for us than it was for you, Sai, by like a good five years or so. We yeah. mainly used to consume cartoons like after school, from what I remember, in, in, those, in, you know, in the early 80s. As we get to the later 80s, then like Saturday, you know, weekend cartoons came on where you had like a good five, seven hours in the morning, you know, from six o'clock to whatever. And I remember it was so hard to get up during the week for school. But when it came to Saturday, like that one, <laughs> you were out of the bed like The Undertaker. You know, you just sit up yeah. straight. Yes, it's time. I remember there used to be cartoons that were, or shows, like I could say, aimed at like kids that were slightly younger. And then as it went along, Kids were slightly older and slightly older until it, you know, got to get, got to sort of a teenage level. But I, I just think we used to watch all of it. And one of the things is, uh, just to add on to your point there, in the 80s, must remember there weren't that many shows on, really. If you look at a list of like all the animated shows in the 80s, it's just not that long. The list is not very long. So like what it was is what it was, you know, it was, that wasn't funny. Yeah. But I think that's a nice place to start because... More or less, I think everybody who's going to listen to this pod can relate. I don't know how many people who were born in the 80s are going to listen to this pod, but <laughs> let's see. What were your, some of your favorite shows going back to that time, Sam? Turtles was probably my favorite one. Transformers and He-Man. I'd say those three would be what I just remember just watching all the time and acting out and wanting to buy the toys and wanting mm. to... Like, I remember I dressed up as Donatello one year for Halloween by taping a washing basket onto my back and just wrapping the purple <laughs> fabric around myself. <laughs> it was pretty good. But I loved the turtles. And I, it was just such a wacky show as well. They had such weird, bad, like the bodies in it were very strange, like Krang. Oh, Krang is the purple, Like a big purple man. brain inside, like it's kind of a cyborg robot, human host kind of a thing. It was just so odd. It was just a great show. And the Rat King... And then um, he was also a pretty interesting villain. But I think, like, as you m- mentioned there, the, there wasn't a lot on. But I think as a kid, I used to watch things over. And, you know, like, I used to watch one show or one episode a lot of times. I, I think things mm-hmm. used to repeat quite a lot. Because I, I don't think they ran for that much time. I mean, cartoons didn't have as much of um, a shelf life because they were just basically aimed at kids to sell toys. I'd say pretty much yeah. the, the main kind of 
aim with them so they didn't last a long time but i just basically turn it on and i'd watch turtles all day long if that was what was kind of on <laughs> yep. he-man as well he-man was like there's just strange characters in those shows wasn't there they're really mm. really odd probably not the best male role model in the world <laughs> like you'd go into school and you'd like be like by the power of grey school and you'd be jumping around like i'm here yeah man. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah like, definitely and that it, was <laughs> that was a couple hours of fun that was like yeah, oh, man. it was a fun show wasn't it yeah it really yeah. was and then something kind of maybe worth mentioning that i think we talked about before was that in the 80s shows had this weird a moral message often oh, they'd yeah. actually have them like at the end of the show like the character would turn around and talk to the camera and be like no yeah uh, <laughs> like, go and help your it's good to help your parents out around the house or like you know you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't bully people in school or you should share your toys <laughs> like they'd actually just turn oh man he-man was the best wall. for that he-man yeah, was incredible he, there was no fourth wall there was, was... <laughs> yeah he just turn around like after like impaling skeletor with a sword he turn around and be like you know your best friend's important in life <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's brilliant so oh, it's great yeah. <laughs> i remember yeah no like for, for some reason like the cultural impact for me was not so big about he-man but at the time I just remember it was uh, like if you had the action figures, it was just the best thing. He, he meant the only reason I didn't put him down was one of my favorites was just because I just don't remember that much about a lot of the characters and sort of what happened. Like I actually can't remember that, and I don't know why. Like it's it's I I, I remember most of the stuff. Like one of my the one of the favorites I put down as well was Turtles. When that thing yeah. came out, that was so huge. I remember reading about kids like going you know finding open manholes and going down into the sewer yeah. it was so crazy it was so there were conspiracy theories you know in my school about did they actually exist and i'm like i'm pretty sure it's in america <laughs> if they exist you know, stuff. Like, that was it was so huge and we used to sing the theme song like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we used to sing the theme song everywhere we went turtles in a half shell it was so good um <laughs> I, I and i can't i can't believe how i know it was a comic book before i didn't know that actually yeah um, yeah but yeah it, it lasted such a long time and i was i was quite surprised that it had a couple reboots that i didn't know about a little bit later in life and stuff like that the other really good show and you, you notice all the shows are starting to have a sort of theme to them but it was a show called brave star so it was about a guy people who were born in the 90s is about this like sheriff type of character and he was i'm pretty sure he was a native american person i, 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 yeah, I don't think i was really was, aware yeah. of it at the time but but he was this, and he was just this really good upstanding guy but what happened like he was saved by death or something and given these powers of the animals like the eyes of the hawk or the strength of the bear or the speed of the puma yeah and was, uh, i do remember got, the intro yeah yeah, you had to li- you had to list all the things. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had really, really amazing animation for that time. Like especially when he would call on the powers and stuff. And he had this horse, this like animatronic horse. He was a horse, and then he could change into like a a person type of horse. And he had this like ridiculously huge bazooka type gun. And he was like the comic relief. Uh, yeah, I remember we just used to we used to have such. It was like playing super trumps in school, like. What do you think is the best power? And because we don't have those animals here, like, like what animal would you take as your power? And it's like strength of the lion or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> was it set in space, Braystar? Was there some? 
It was, was it like, I know most of it was set in the Wild West, but I can remember yeah. something about space. The thing is, it was like, it, it was dystopian, been, yeah. wasn't it? It was like, yeah, like I it think had it to be. Might have been it had to be. Space adventure. Quite crazy. Yeah. No, there were definitely like space stations and stuff. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. <laughs> no, that was, that was incredible for me. But Simon, there is a correct answer to what the best animated show was of the 80s. Some people may say of all time, and um, well, we're going to get to the actual greatest an animated show of all time. But if we look at just kids shows, because I was a kid at that time, there is a correct answer. And people don't like this. They don't like when I say it, but it is the adventures of the gummy bears. The adventures oh, of the gummy bears. <laughs> Here comes their first. Here comes is... their first. <laughs> Firstly, it had the most amazing theme song, like ever. I'm pretty sure everybody can recall the theme song, like right now. And people <laughs> still do this in karaoke. That's how big this show was. Like, and it was, it was just a little family of bears who had the secret stash of like um, these berry plantations. But the berries were like special. They were called gummy berries, I think. And they could make gummy berry juice out of them. And it would give them like their special powers to like bounce around and things like that. But why I really liked the show was because they always felt like the little guys. Like the, the gummy bears always felt like they just wanted to live. And they just wanted to be, you know, by themselves and left alone and live happily and have some sort of, you know, what's the word? Like sovereignty or whatever. But the mm. bad guy who was this, he was a duke, I think. He had some kind of title that was related to the monarchy. <laughs> and, and all he wanted, he just kept on trying to invade. And it felt like, I just felt so much for these, you know, this little, like this family of bears. It was totally under siege by this army, you know, constantly, constantly. And it just felt like the little guy was winning. Yeah, the, I mean, I, I'm sorry, that is, Simon, that is the correct answer. Best animated <laughs> kids show of the 80s was The Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Okay. I can't argue with that. <laughs> I do remember it, but I don't remember particularly well. I definitely remember the theme song, though. Yeah, but yeah, dashing, I, yeah. And daring, I did watch it. Yeah, caring. <laughs> it was good. What are, did you remember? What are the other shows that you sort of remember? Like He Man is on that list for me, um, yeah. and Transformers, as you mentioned, is on that list for me. Oh my God, when we got Transformers toys, Transformers, Ooh, yeah, like stuff lit up, man. Stuff was that, that went absolutely uh, mad. That's like they actually made amazing. a car that could that could turn into a robot. Like what the hell? What will science <laughs> think of next? Thundercats was a big oh, one yeah. for me as well, actually. Inspector Gadget, DuckTales, D&D. If you ever watched the animated show of Dungeons, I'm Dungeons having, yeah. and Dragons, that was really good. Having vague um, recollections now, yeah. Yeah, I just, like, just kind of remember them in bits, you know. I more remember the theme songs. <laughs> they were so good, and the, the theme songs in the 80s were so good. Do you think that a lot of the shows kind of looked the same? Like, they were, they were all... Mm very much one type of animation like very just mm. bright and colorful and it was it was it was like they could only do one thing in the 80s and everyone was like kind of had to do it um, yeah no I'm, I'm thinking about like he-man thundercats yeah they Brave star those all had very similar character designs as well basically yeah i wonder if they were all part of the same team or something or if it was 
They're, it could be related yeah, to the toys, though, yeah. you know, because Mattel had like all the toys. Yeah, Maybe the same could, people were designing be. the toys, and then I remember GI Joe was around just to sell toys. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, GI Joe was big, but I remember nothing. When the movie came out, I was shocked to find out that GI Joe wasn't a person. <laughs> really? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I'm like, there's no like, where is Joe? I've not seen yeah, one Joe. Joe to come and save the day, and it never comes. I re- I vaguely remember it like um it was yeah what else they have Inspector Duck Gadget Tales. was a little bit different oh, yeah. Inspector Gadget and yeah, and, yeah Ducktales oh man Ducktales was so good yeah it's weird isn't it because like I was having to think about this kind of before the pod that I don't know are we one of the main eras of people who are just completely living in a world of nostalgia and being like, oh, remember <laughs> that show? Do you remember that show? Like, I, I, I don't know if people who are born now will look back in that way as well and be like, oh, remember this, this and this. That is probably, I don't know. It's, it seems like it's only our generation who are like really just completely obsessed with the cartoons mm. that we used to watch and, as, you know, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah no. that show, that show, that show. Like, you, you see it happening all the time and, you know, mm. with people and the, and they're just bouncing back and forth about, I mean, like cartoons, like, do you remember the Zelda cartoon? I do you not. Ever watch that? I don't think, I don't oh, think okay. we had that. Yeah. I don't that think might not, yeah. It's interesting because I suppose they're probably mostly American made. So like, I don't remember how long it took for things to come over here, but I imagine it was a quite a little bit of time as well. Like you don't really, think about that back then you know mm. like mm. and you don't really know that kind of information like, i remember that i was a big thing with films films talk about a year and a half to actually be out over here and then obviously over time now it's kind of gotten better so i imagine it was the same thing with this type of stuff as well mm. but yeah there was there was a lot the mario cartoon as well was pretty good Super i'm trying mario. to remember that that rings that rings a bell but <laughs> it was re- it was pretty it was pretty awful but i used to love it <laughs> as a kid but if i went back and i actually i showed it to my niece and nephew recently and i was just watching i was like okay this is actually really bad but they were really into it that's kind of cool <laughs> i wonder if what you're saying si, like particularly how they were so explicit in having a positive message. I wonder if that is the, you know, that's like, for example, I mean, the, the other show, I think the only one left that I really want to mention is, uh, is Smurfs. Um, oh, I used yeah, to watch yeah. Smurfs a lot, but somebody was explaining it to me and they were like, basically Smurfs is about this little independent village of basically identical beings who help each other. And, uh, you know, they, they all are just defined by their, their special skill, basically. And they just they just want to live and help each other and uh, and have a community and they are led by a red leader, whereas this this evil greedy um, person who never wants to work with anybody and is all alone and you know is he just wants to he just wants to keep on um, attacking them and given that this was like in the time of the Cold War, like especially when the guy said red leader, I was like, how did this oh, show Jesus, get made? Yeah. But <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, but I've it was, I, I wonder if it's, because it happens like a music, right? So I, like we look back yeah. and people who were born sort of, okay, I, I think 90s, we, we, if you were around during the 90s music as well, you have this too. But I, I don't notice it so much later. People aren't as nostalgic for stuff when they were younger. It's more about now. Yeah, strange, isn't it? My theory, if this makes any any 
sense at all is that we were probably like 12, 13 as cartoons kind of went from being for kids only to kids and adults. Mm. So we kind of watched them as a kid for a kid and we watched them as adults for an adult. So we kind of got the best of both worlds. It kind of felt like it was a part of us and it probably had a very big influence on who we kind of are in a way, you know, like it was a thing that probably affected us at a time in our lives when we kind of we were becoming who we are now mm. in a way and and we also watched well I I watched a lot so I feel like maybe it was kind of like it was like a third parent or something you know all these <laughs> cartoons they like they raised you mm. so maybe now cartoons are more aimed at one thing like we have a lot more cartoons that are for kids only I mean like I can't I can't imagine a kid like looking back and going, oh, do you remember Peppa Pig? Wasn't that like an amazing show? (laughs) (laughs) So, and then we have things that are more aimed at adults only. So it's kind of, it's been kind of divided up, but I think then it was all one thing. So we just really, Mm. we just really hold on to those and they just have a massive effect on us. Mm, mm. I'm wondering about that because like in, in doing some of the research for this pod, I'm looking for like the golden age of animation. And, and if, you know, if we look at the 80s, 90s, noughties and the 10s, whatever you call them, I mm. don't know. What, you know but the, if you look at it in decades, like, did we have a golden age? Because in, in the West, the golden age of animation, it's sort of regarded as in like the 1930s-ish. Um, yeah. And sort of that era, Steamboat Willie kind of thing. And it's interesting. And I wonder if as we, you know, as we go down our list, we might be able to look back and, and say, this was a better era. That was a better, maybe we're living in the better era. But like, speaking of that, I mean, going on to the nineties, I was what? I was in primary school still at that point and uh, getting ready for high school, I suppose. It was the end of the decade, but like from the list, it just seems like animation took a bit of a change, if I can call it that. What was your experience of the nineties? Yeah, the 90s was an interesting time. Like, so I was coming into the 90s, I was pretty much just kind of turning seven, eight. So really kind of started to become a person, primary school. It's kind of a time, I don't know if it was something that only happened over here, but I felt like there was a lot of pressure on people to like certain things and to wear certain things as well. And the same for shows and stuff as well. If you didn't like certain things like oh if you don't watch that show then you're definitely yeah you know so there was a bit of pressure i guess a bit of peer pressure maybe but i also felt like there was it was a massive time for new types of cartoons that appeared and what i was talking about it felt like it definitely took a much more adult's turn things got quite ruder (laughs) a lot more like weird weird shows that were like really over the top and they looked very different as well. I mean, like, you've got mm. things, you know, like mm. Ren and Stimpy and Earthworm Jim and, like, all these things that were just so just odd. And then on the other end of it, you kind of had the development of Nickelodeon and all of them. Mm. Yep. Kind of much more kid-friendly shows, I suppose. But they also had quite adult and dark themes kind of just writing in the background as well, you know, like the moral aspect of it like that we saw in the 80s but it was a lot less obvious it wasn't like turn yeah. around at the end of the show and go okay yeah. <laughs> here's what you learned from that episode it was more just like you'll just pick these things up as you watch the show you know very mm. subtly but um yeah it was a strange time wasn't it the 90s 
Uh, it was like, I mean, I, I, I'm resonating so much with what you're saying because I'm looking at my list here and the only thing I can come up with is when we started the 90s, by the time we finished the 90s, we have a totally different spectrum of what cartoons are. So maybe we should we, we just start by talking about sort of our faves and that, that will help me to just explain what it was. Mm. But like when we started the 90s, it was like there were so many shows that were just focused on like basically 12 year old boys like that. <laughs> And going off what you were saying before the pods, I, I don't know if we want to put these all into sort of one category of shows, but like Batman, the X-Men, Gargoyles, Spider-Man, those were the big shows when I sort of started the 90s. And yeah, Gargoyles is such a good show. And it was darker. You know, this was yeah. people longing for that. You know, if you, if you watched any show about any kind of hero or superhero in the 80s, there was no real blood. Or anything like that. I remember in South Africa, the first Spider-Man show, it didn't even have Spider-Man punching anybody. <laughs> like, there was no violence. And despite that, it was actually a really good show. Like it was really watchable. I'm not sure how they did it, but this Spider-Man was ridiculous off the cuff. It was so good. We had the, the Batman was dark, you know, it's totally, it was unique in that this Batman had a totally different style of animation and uh, it really brought out the sort of dark side of Batman. X-Men, was great because X-Men was so true to the comic book and it was just yeah. all about discrimination and that kind of stuff. And, you know, for the first time you got to see some different kinds of characters in there. It was the first time really you got to see a lot of women be superheroes. But then, you know, as we go along, by the time we get to the end of the 90s, my favorite shows had changed completely. <laughs> it was totally <laughs> I suppose we also need to talk about, again, another sector of animation, which is like, can be characterized with Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, yeah. and Freakazoid. Oh, so like, good. Yeah. Oh, those three were just ridiculous. I, like, I, I can imagine still the buzz when we found out that like Steven Spielberg was going to do an animated show, dude. This is going <laughs> to be so ridiculously good. And Pinky and the Brain was frankly a cultural movement. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was like did you see the one where they try and take over the world by doing this thing and then uh, you know, we had theories like pinky was actually the genius because in one show he had like mind powers he, like it wasn't part of an experiment you just started making fruit fly and doing it off the cuff you know it was it's like maybe he's the genius and like brain is like really mad and it's pinky's job to just babysit brain all the time to make sure he doesn't get into terrible trouble it was just so much fun. It was such a multi-layered show. Yeah, that was a great show. Animania, what were some of your favorites? Yeah, pretty kind of the same as well. They kind of turned a lot. I mean, I was absolutely just crazy about Batman and X-Men and Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man was probably, if I was forced to pick one of the three, it would probably be Spider-Man. Like I just thought he was just, as a kid, he's been my favorite pretty much all the time baddies and that were just fantastic it was very true to the comics and one thing that um i just kind of had a little bit of a look back at it that i had completely forgotten about was they didn't delve into how he became spider-man which is the mistake that so many of the films have made yeah like it's I just like so. it was it, it was just done perfectly in there it was probably the first time that i remember them having actual like arcs in it that went on for a fair amount of time. I mean, X-Men was amazing for that. And there's also a couple of crossovers with them as well. I mean, I remember mm -hmm. that, you know, like people just kind of like appeared from things and 
theme songs were the, the theme song for X Men is probably might be my favorite of all. So iconic. Um, and Batman, I mean, I read a little bit about the Batman animated show from that time, and people still look back on it as like one of the best written mm. and made shows of all time, and how you can actually compare it to Batman films and stuff, and and just they just did everything right. It was dark, had a little bit of comedy in it as well and it of course had the fantastic voice of mark hamill in it as joker yeah those were great shows animaniacs as well i was mad about good idea bad idea and i actually was oh, having a look yeah. back at yeah, the them so and they were yeah. really fucked up some of them <laughs> like whistling while you work but bad idea whistling while you eat and like just like they're just so clever <laughs> Like, the the, skit, you, the you skit could, I used to love from them was uh, that little kid. You know, that little kid used to come out of his house and say things like, um, this one time, my friend Johnny, his mom had a dream that she was eating a giant marshmallow. <laughs> and when she woke up, her pillow was gone. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel good. Like things just kind of, I feel like that was when things started to take like such a weird twist, like a kind of, I guess, a wacky twist mm. to them and just some like i mean ren and stimpy was the primary, the primary example that was a really fucked up show i mean oh so but there was one episode where he was trying to was it something like he was um taking out all his belly button fluff and like and it just <laughs> and it goes like into his belly button and the animation it was just so crude and it was so vulgar but it was like just absolutely hilarious I didn't. We didn't I didn't actually get. I, I think we got Nickelodeon after yeah. that, just after that phase and stuff. So I, I really missed all of Ren and Stimpy. But that was that's created with the first show that had explicitly adult things in it. Like it yeah. was explicitly also targeted at an adult audience as much as the kids' audience. Whereas I yeah. think everything made before that was sort of like we're making a kids' show, but what if adults want to watch? So you know everybody can watch Batman, uh, kind of yeah, thing. Exactly, you know, yeah, It's so good. And anybody can watch Animaniacs, but you know, like Animaniacs is definitely towards that younger generation. Another show in that wacky mold was like Darkwing Duck. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Which I remember, you know, Let's Get Dangerous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, a brilliant theme song. Oh, you were saying about Spider-Man and the arcs. That, that's absolutely, apparently Spider-Man is the first kids animation to constitute one major arc per season. Wow. So that was, that's a big bold step because at that point they're like kids are stupid they're not going to understand what the heck yeah, yeah. and they did it anyway you know that was it was so good such a like a ridiculously good show that was yeah but was yeah so as, as we get along we got like then ren and stimpy come out right and beavis and butthead also comes out in the 90s you know and yeah the, yeah we start with you know the mtv and stuff like that and i must say i just thought beavis and butthead was funny i didn't get the satire or anything like that and as i grew older i was like oh this is getting really old and i, I didn't really get it did you watch beavis and butthead because it was quite late as far as i remember like on MTV. yeah i remember i used to watch it with um a friend of mine who lived next door to me and i used to hate the bit where they showed the music videos and i just wanted to watch the bit with the <laughs> cartoon but then as I got, as I grew older, I, I was like, actually, okay, they're just watching music videos and ripping the piss out of them. And that's, I don't know, that was like, at that time, when was that? Was that about 96, 97, when MTV kind of became 90s, like, yeah. like me and my friends would just watch MTV all day long. Like it was, mm. cr there's a few other MTV cartoons as well. They're very good. Like 
King of the Hill and Daria. Daria, Daria yeah, was that big head, big head or something? Fucking yeah, what big. was that? Was that show was, was so like, messed up. yeah, it was that weird. was a messed up show. I don't think I realized how <laughs> fucked up some of those shows were at the time, and I probably absorbed some <laughs> weird information from them. There was a few other ones, yeah. That was a very, that was a really good. Like MTV was just such a good channel back then. And then there was things. Did you ever watch like the Tick and Earthworm Jim? They were kind I mean, of Earthworm Jim for me is mostly just a video game. But like yeah. the Tick was something I only discovered it like later, like the next decade when they were doing reruns on some shows, and I was like, oh my lord, this this is such a good show <laughs> yeah it was brilliant it was a really good show it was a little bit like batman and x-men but it was like the kind of like a completely different type of comic book ish thing mm. but um it's almost like making fun of its own genre a little bit a little bit i think it, yeah and obviously we need to talk about so there's two big things that happen in the 90s one which you've kind of mentioned as maybe being the best animated show of all time but I don't even know where to begin to start talking about this. The Simpsons, it just, I mean, it just changed the face of everything. It was just, uh, I mean, you could just quote it all day. I just, You just spend hours with your friends just quoting and talking mm. about all your favorite like, things in The Simpsons. The characters are amazing in it. Again, it's that perfect mix of adult and kid. Like, there's so many dirty jokes in that and so much undertones and, all these like really like disturbing references and stuff and some really messed up bits in it and cameos from famous people and like bands are on it and film yeah. stars and actors and all these crazy plots and presidents of the, of America. I mean, it was just so different to anything else that was out at that time. And now it did turn pretty bad after, I guess I had probably like 12 years. It was in its prime, <laughs> but then it kind of started to get a little bit bad and, I don't really, I don't watch it anymore, but it still amazes me that they're making, that it's actually still on. Um, mm. I, I don't know if it's really great anymore. I think a lot of the people have left the show by now, but the team that they had when it was in its peak, I mean, the writing was just absolutely incredible. Uh, it it just definitely is the best of all time. I think it's the best of all time. It's hard. I don't it's, know. It's got to be, though. It's got to be. I the think, I think that, yeah. they just took advantage of the fact that people thought animated stuff was for kids. I, I think they just went with that and they said, if we do an animation, no one's going to be checking too closely <laughs> in the first couple seasons. And if we get through the first couple seasons, we're fine. You know, <laughs> let's do it. I remember like in South Africa, we actually had a street changed. Bull Simpson, <laughs> Bill Simpson was changed to Bart Simpson Street. Wow. I'm not even kidding. I think that was in Durban somewhere. Like it, it was crazy. <laughs> I remember that they just changed the censorship laws. And there was one episode where you could say shit. Like, you know, there was, and it just started with Bart saying shit, 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 shit. Like, it's basically the first five minutes of this thing was just, even the write up on the chalkboard in the intro was, we can say shit. And in school the next day, that was all anybody could talk about. Like, did you see they said shit on TV? Oh, man. You know, this, this show, they are, dude, they're going to kill the people who make that show. How can you can't say that? It was, and I, just all the commentary about it. It wasn't just a controversial show. It was a clever show. For the first time, you got to see a show really where, like, America was making fun of itself. It was groundbreaking in, like, every every single way. 
And I'm very glad they got over that animation from the first season because if you go look back at oh, that, yeah, first season, <laughs> ooh, that is shockingly bad animation. <laughs> and it's so weird when you like when you watch it now. It kind of almost looks like it's they've put this weird 3D spin on mm. or something. It looks a bit odd now. And the opening as well. I mean, the couch gags were just uh oh yeah. Like, it just came up with such clever things. as it was. It was the plots as well. I mean, they had some great storylines. And, and uh, like, it was, it was not, it was, it was brilliant. I remember, I remember freaking out, like my whole class freaked out when somebody told us like Bart's voice was, uh, oh, yeah. was done by a woman. We were like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. The voice acting was just so above anything else we'd ever heard. And I think that might've been like the first animated show that we had to get close to prime time. I, I can't, I don't think it was at the normal time of remember, other cartoons yeah. in South Africa because like my whole family would watch that. And they, yeah. my, my parents, my parents would never watch animated, you know, kids shows. No. Yeah. I think for us, it used to air at six o'clock on Sky One on Sunday. So pretty much every week until the end of time. And then, <laughs> then it got picked up by more channels then. But I mean, we used to get a new one once a week. So like I'd be like you'd be sitting at the dinner table looking at the clock, it'd be like five to six, you'd be stuff in your face, like mum, mum, mum. Like, oh, how's the Simpsons gonna go as the Simpsons? Like, no, okay. <laughs> it's great. And then what I always think that kind of links in with it a little bit is another massive show from the nineties that still runs now as well. South Park. Mm which was another show that kind of was very original of its time as well and really did open up the world to a completely whole new rude and vulgar era of cartoons, (laughs) didn't it? I mean, just from the first episode, it was just like, how are they saying the stuff on TV? I mean, how did they get away with that? That was crazy, yeah. Just like Carmen had like a a satellite in his... (laughs) in his butt for like the first episode just like what like it was just so crude it was incredible and i think at that time i was probably what i think it was about 96 or something i think i saw i I was like 13 so it was like the perfect age to just be like i was probably a little bit too (laughs) too young actually when i first started watching it i might have been 14 or 15 when i actually like first started watching i just remember talking about it in school and everyone was just doing cartman impressions like the whole <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember that. Yep, yep. It's like, who's your favorite character? For some reason, like, Cartman yeah. was, was not many people's favorite character. Like, I think Kyle or, like, Kenny was, was obviously some people's favorite. And Cartman, like, was never people's, like, outright favorite character. It was always, yeah. he was always the most talked about one, though. Yeah. Always. Like, he, he was the, he was, he's like the major antagonist, though, but... Like I think I think they've come out and said like South Park have come out and said like if it wasn't for the Simpsons South Park is not possible. I don't think yeah it, that does make sense actually. But I mean, I think it's actually gotten better though. I like it better now than like than when it was first out. It was just a little bit too rude, you know, and it wasn't particularly well written when it was first out. It was it wasn't you know, but now it's become a complete political comedy. You know, it's completely mm. just mm. absolutely. It's taking the piss out of everything about the United States and mm. it's really gone big on that. But yeah, I think them two, I think are, I definitely put them as the two shows that evolved animation quite a lot in two very different 
ways, but I think they really just opened up the door for a mm. world of basically you can do whatever you want in a cartoon now and it's fine. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think and that's like a good way to run out of the 90s. I think the only show I'd mention, just because it, it was such a weird show in that it was so normal, was a show called Hey Arnold. I don't know if many people actually watch that show, but yeah. it was just this kid. His parents were not around. And he's living with his grandparents, and it's just about him and his friends having these uh, quite normal days and adventures. And you know, it, it, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just such a normal show, and I liked it so much because it was so warm and and cool. But um, the other thing that changed in the in the 1990s was that uh, I remember this was especially as I got into university because I started university in 99. There was a show, not much before that, so like two or three years maybe, but it was a show called Reboot. It was just completely computer generated, and um, don't go watch it now because it's utterly horrific. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> the animation is so bad, but. Because of that, we got like uh, we got shows later on, like for example, I think it was the same studio that did a show called Beast Wars, which was like the next Transformers type of thing. And I think that's just important because uh, CGI has played a bigger and bigger role in terms of uh, animation, like a- as we go forward. And two thousands as well. Like I'm I'm looking at this list in front of me, and these shows are like they. Like each one is like a different thing completely. <laughs> like, there doesn't seem to be any themes anymore. But like, so I was studying university at this time. You must have been like ending school at, at about this time, Sam. Yeah, I was just finishing school, so I was just in my last year. How did you get to like actually watching shows and stuff like that at that time? Because I know when I got to university, things like hard drives were being passed around, shows that were written onto multiple cds <laughs> things like that. <laughs> and, uh, a little bit later they were hard drives when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But yeah, we, we had gotten satellite channels with the cartoons by this time, obviously 24 hours, which was mind blowing. But for you, like, you know, before that kind of thing, did you always have like satellite TV or did you also go through that uh, hard drive phase? I 
don't think I went through the hard drive phase until maybe like the mid 2000s. We had Sky One, which had quite a lot of these type of things on it. And I think I depended on, I remember, I think we got the Cartoon Network. I think it would just appeared for like about six months as part of the package that we had. There was some weird thing. I mean, Ireland just was a bit weird that way. I mean, things would just, there were certain things that you just got as your basic kind of your package thing. Like we, we had, MTV, Sky One, I think the Cartoon Network for a little bit of time, Nickelodeon. So I just kind of, I just used to watch stuff live, but there was a fair few things that I watched maybe around the mid 2000s, the late 2000s that I had missed that I kind of just heard about. I mean, there was a, a lot of things I found dead about were probably through word of mouth at that time, I'd say. Oh, and then obviously with the dawn of the internet as well, you just kind of find one show and then you'd be like oh if you watch that show you should watch this this and this you're like oh you're just like okay oh, you know there's a million other shows that i can watch now <laughs> but i think like adult swim kind of developed around that time now i didn't really find dead about that and probably till around the mid 2000s i'd say i had a friend who lived over in america at that time and i went over to visit him so i think about 2000 sometimes around kind of like 2003, 2004. So I was kind of fairly exposed to that type of thing there, like things like Aqua Teen, Hunger Force and Harvey Birdman. Very, very strange shows, really like <laughs> wacky and really just, they just basically were like, we can do, it just felt like it's like we can do whatever we want. Like have like Aqua Teen Hunger Force is like a meatball, a milkshake and like and a, pa- and a packet of chips. Like that's like the yeah. main characters, you know, it's just... <laughs> And it was all. I, I never got into. I never yeah. got into the whole Adult Swim thing. And I, I saw Aquatine Hunger Force like in the middle of one of the seasons, and it was so arbitrary. Like it was so hard to end that. I don't, I don't think I ever did, but it was. It looked compelling though. Yeah, like it was kind of. It was experimental and improvised, and just I guess fairly controversial as well. And it felt like it was a lot more linked in. Like they were people would appear on different shows and things and they talk about that and there's a lot of crossovers and then yeah it was like really surreal as well it was it's just such an odd they were just really really weird shows again they kind of opened me up to different types of animation as well like they mm. didn't look like anything else that i'd ever watched before and more it's like more than the character design and more than the animation and that kind of thing it was sort of a concentration, it seems to me, like on dialogue and mm. characters and sort of plot and stuff like that. Like, and all that is slightly more adult based, like adult focused than, than anything else. But like the fact that the animation just didn't look very good n- never occurred to anybody. Like, I know Robot, Robot Chicken was, um, there's one, there's one really amazing Robot Chicken episode that one of my friends, like, you have to watch this. My friend used to come to me and, like, you have to watch this particular episode of. So, you know, and like I remember South Park, he's the one that showed me the World of Warcraft one mm. and the Ninja yeah. one and the, the anime <laughs> one. And those are like my favorite South Park episodes. <laughs> but as well, this this thing of Robot Chicken, which I think is a Star Wars one, was just incredible. I was like, I have to, I have to get into the show. But it, it was never on TV really for us. And I, like for me, you at that time, I would have to have gotten it from somebody. And I just think I, I missed that. I just didn't get it from anybody. So, like, my favorite shows of the noughties, like, 
And like this list is just ridiculous because uh, like no show is like another show. It's not like the 90s where you start off in one direction, you ended up in another one. The noughties just seemed like it was everywhere. And it's, it, the noughties also gave me one of the animated shows I think I hate the most, like with all my being. I think I, I hate the show. <laughs> <laughs> like some of my favorites <laughs> some of my favorites just run through them real quick one of them only lasted one or two seasons that was Invader Zim and that oh, was yeah. because it's so hardcore that they, they cancelled it immediately I really hope they do another Actually, season yeah. such a good show not to get not to get turned to but I have read there's a pretty confirmed reports that there's going to be an Invader Zim film I think next year oh wow yeah Oh damn! I, I oh, don't know. So I don't I know really, if it's a really, show really that has it. lasted such such a small time has had yeah. so much <laughs> cultural influence. Like you know, that nah, was it was. It's just crazy for such a short amount of time, and anything could happen in that. It was just so mad. That show was just so mad. But you, if you haven't watched that, you have to go watch it and come talk to me about that. So maybe I won't talk about that one so much because it's just it's just a season or so, so you can quickly get it done. But the other, like the two really big shows. From an animation perspective that really had an effect on me was uh, samurai jack and the avatar series the avatar the last airbender like i i samurai jack was just cinematic and it just seemed to have so much time and the characters were so good even though the animation wasn't particularly like what's it were, like complex it, it, you know it, it actually looked quite basic from the outside but there was such a concentration on movement and space and all those kinds of things like just watch what they do in that show for just how they manage time it's so good and it's such a big mythology such a big story it's just amazing and then avatar i don't think i need to speak about it at all because everybody i think basically knows about avatar i think some people don't like it because of the anime influence i, I don't let that get in the way it's, it was just such it's again incredible mythology wonderful characters they just switched between comedy and serious moments so well the characters could do that because they felt organic and the, again the action this the sort of magic of that world was just so captivating and then for normal traditional shows i think foster's home for imaginary friends just has to get a shout because it was the first show i think i really saw where characters they more represented minorities like people who were like people who were disabled or people who don't fit in, people who are marginalized. They were the friends in Foster's home and they were all just living in this amazing place where people just give these people all a home. And it was, it was great. And then came the shows from the hard drives, <laughs> which uh, I don't think we're, uh, I, I'm not sure if they've ever been on TV in South Africa. I know like the one show Boondocks, I think definitely has been on show in South Africa. And that was, again, I just didn't understand how the show got made and was allowed to continue. They were saying so many controversial things every week. It was great to have that show. And then on the more funny side of things, I've got to say Archer. Like Archer was my jam. It's still my jam. And I think they're going to make seasons till the end of time from what it <laughs> looks like. Yeah. So, yeah, because it's so captivating and they've just got such a good thing going. You can't stop watching it. And then a little special mention for a show called Metalocalypse, which I don't think I've laughed so much at a show for just being so bizarre and just outrageous. It was just an outrageous show. And like, it, again, I think it's I think it's about three seasons, three or four seasons, but it's about this band who's so big and they've got so little self-awareness. It's absolutely ridiculous. And thank God it was an animation and not a real show. That show could not have been made if it was not an animation. Yeah, so the worst show... I think I've ever seen it was an animation 
It's cow and chicken. That oh, shit must be banned. It's one of the worst jokes oh, ever made. I cannot handle it. We, how was this a kid's show? How? Why? So many questions. How did the pilot get greenlit? It's I'm sort of gaggy just thinking about it. But yeah. For you in the in the noughties, any crossover there, Sai? Invader Zim, yeah, I was absolutely mad about it. Uh, I don't know, I don't remember when I started to watch it though. I think I watched it, could have been like even towards the end of the 2000s, probably around that kind of hard drive phase, I'd say. And Archer actually as well. Um, obviously, it's just uh so good. And the other, I know there's, I know there's one particular show that went was in the noughties. I haven't mentioned it because I'm, I'm leaving it for you. Because <laughs> is it, is it, yeah, is, yeah. is it, is it what I th- think it is? I, I think it is what made. you think it is. <laughs> this is this is the correct answer. This is this is a show that's better than Simpsons and the Gummy Bears combined. <laughs> <laughs> what sacrilege is this? <laughs> Futurama. Oh, we just have to. (laughs) I mean, this is probably. It's not only my favorite animated show. This might be one of my favorite ever shows of all time. Of I mean, it's just everything that I like in one show. I mean, like space, time travel, nerd culture, comedy. It's it's quite dark, emotional, and it's got the best character ever made. I think has to be. (laughs) Fry is just such an incredible character. Ah, oh, it's just so ridiculous. I love him so much. <laughs> I just like I remember I watched it very, very first episode aired and I was like, it's made by um same guy who made the Simpsons and I was just like, Oh cool and fairly kinda hyped up at the time, but I was just like, ah, oh, completely hooked for the first one. It was just like this is just brilliant. It's just uh, I don't know, like I have actually there's even one episode which made me cry. Like it's that good did get a little it took a bit of a downturn like it got it kind of i think it did maybe can't remember how many seasons it did i think it was four and then it got cancelled and then it came back i think it came back on an adult swim actually they oh. kind of revived it and then they made like four films and then it went and came back again like so it's been on it had a fairly long run but it was kind of on and off a bit but um i just would watch that show all the time on repeat and then I even bought like the box set of it and I watched all the shows with the audio commentary, which is cool. something that I don't really ever do. It was like watching a whole new show of us. It was really good. Just the writing again, it's kind of to me, it's like the Simpsons in its peak. It just like was so mm. on the money, very smart. Like even as we talked about with that, the voice acting in it is incredible. Some fairly well-known people in it, like a lot of great cameos again. Mm. I think if you've not watched it, I would highly recommend this. It's like my favorite show of all time. I don't even know what to say about it. It's yeah, no, I think I like... To, like you're, 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 it's like <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. There's just so much in it. I mean, even if you're a fan of something like, say, Stranger Things, like watch this, you know, it's that type of thing, you know, you'd be mad about it. But I think even the characters were so good. I remember like, I know we've had cynical characters in other cartoons, but like Bender might be the most perfect, persistently cynical character, uh, very much ahead of its time as a sort of framework for how a character will exist. Because like now we're starting to talk about AI and robotics is starting to become mm. a really big thing. And if you take that like to the end and add a cartoon onto it, 
you get better. You know, like, it's so good. Like, you, you know, artificial intelligence meets robotics. What happens when, when you become conscious? But you also have this superhuman strength and this ability to do this stuff that human beings don't. But you're also a robot. So you do this menial. Th- I mean, it's such a brilliant put together of all those things, a thought that's taken like through to the end and then put a comedic spin on the, you know, yeah. and he drinks and he, he can't get it drunk. Feels, you know, it feels him, yeah. It's, it's he doesn't so drink, he complete. gets drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't drink, he, he grows like a little, like a rust, a rust beard, like a little rust stubble beard. <laughs> Brilliant. And Hermes as well, he's a very interesting character that like, the pot smoking Jamaican—it's like kind of mm. so tongue in cheek, you know. But it's brilliant. Yeah, I'm gonna let you continue talking, Sai, because we get into now the 2010s, which I find is just—is just, is just a, like between 2010 and now, obviously. <laughs> but animation has become such an interesting thing, and I just wonder if now is the time, like as you said, where kids are gonna look back at cartoons they've seen on TV. And it's going to be something that they can be nostalgic about later in life. I wonder if this is, you know, it's a it's a recurrence of sort of what we had in the 80s. Just because there are, there are a couple shows around now that are very interesting. But there's also so many shows around now. And that might be a thing that stops what I'm talking about. You know, whereas before there weren't that many shows around. So everybody had to watch the same thing. Now you have like, what, four or five different channels on satellite or whatever you know on on, on cable or whatever that will give you animated shows all year round then you can stream stuff as well on top of that you know so it it might just be a proliferation of too many things like now as an adult you know we're in the 2010s and stuff like that do you what do you still watch a lot of animation and like how do you watch it and which shows yep i still watch a fair bit adventure time probably my favorite show that's out at the moment and it's just been on for such a long time as well and it feels like Mm. i think they finally finished it i haven't watched the newest ones yet but i don't know i can't remember off the top of my head if they've actually aired or not but i I know that they've actually kind of ended it but i have a feeling that they'll probably make a film or something or though but um Mm. like that's the perfect like adult and kid show because it just looks it's so well animated it's wacky it's bright it's you know it's really good for a kid but there's just such adult undertones and it's one of the weirdest things i've ever watched i mean there's just like such strange characters in it that just don't make any sense at all (laughs) it's just a weird show and it's trippy it's like sometimes it's like an acid trip you know it's just absolutely yeah bonkers but i think i've never really met i've never met anyone who hasn't liked it when they've watched it like and the fact that each one is only 10 minutes as well so i like that you can just watch it very fast there's a lot of them they have a continuous arc as well but you don't need to have watched it and it's like a callback to brave star it's a dystopian <laughs> it's a dystopian <laughs> world as well and you kind of they they kind of reveal it bit by bit that this is the aftermath that, yeah. of like a nuclear war you know it's this nice little kid and his best friend who's a dog with magical powers and they could go off on these really fun little adventures but then you start to realize like he's the only human here and he kind of talks about it and he talks about his parents not being there anymore and and you just mm. kind of like it's really really it's like pretty messed up and then you find out that it's actually the aftermath of a war and everything and 
they kind of reveal like little bits of the backstory as the as it goes on, and you have all this thing about the about the Ice King as well, and he's he's kind of yeah. Just I was like gonna this, say that, that was that yeah, was the I mean, show that really got me. The show with uh, with with Ice King and and Marceline. I don't yeah. want to say any more in case somebody yeah, hasn't yeah. seen that, but that was the episode that I was just like, oh my god, like cry <laughs> that show as well. I oh, mean, it's right through your heart. You cannot. Oh man. But I mean, and then you start realize like how big this world is, you know, like, you know, this, it's not just, the, it's got history and it's vast and, you know, oh, it's, it's an incredible show. And it's just, yeah, it's just very well written again. And they experiment with different forms of animation in it as well, which is something that we've seen like the bigger shows too, like just trying out like an episode that say with claymation in it or a 3D yeah. one or, you know more pixelated one and stuff and it just works really well it just kind of freshens things up a bit yeah it's there's a lot in that show it's just got some of the weirdest characters uh it does oh man like lemon grab and very sometimes <laughs> like really uncomfortable characters yeah like the the donut character what what is his name um, cream, cream uh, bun or something good. i can't remember but I just feel so weird when he's on every single time. I don't know All why. the candy people, yeah, they're all... All the candy people, yeah. Like, you just want to eat them. <laughs> they all look so delicious. <laughs> Lemon Grab is my favorite Oh yeah, from well, the show. Oh, my. And could that be... Do you want to move on to, to Rick and Morty? Oh, oh God, yes. So oh, the, wow. What a show, yeah. Voiced by the same person what's his name again i always forget his name he was one of the people who who made the show with dan Harmon, the voice of lemon grab fantastic yeah rick and okay Morty. i did not know that yeah wow. so okay. the person who voices lemon grabs the same guy who voices morty and that's one of the people who created rick and morty justin um, roiland justin roiland yeah and the other guy who created it dan Harmon, is the guy who mm. made that show community if you ever watch that mm, yeah community was yeah, brilliant yeah so it's just this is a nice a very a kind of a weird i was watching a video it. yeah i was watching a video of it and somebody said rick and morty is like if you took back to the future community jokes and uh, and then there was some like some other dysfunctional show but you you mix them all together you get rick and morty i can't remember the third show which is killing this entire joke that something else made <laughs> it's sort of like <laughs> but it's like that basically yeah oh a little bit of south park yeah 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 so yeah, it's like yeah. if you take back to the future south park and community and mix them all together you get rick and Morty. ah uh, what a show but i remember i remember watching the first season and a half of rick and morty and not really clicking with it it was watchable yeah, but I felt it was almost like they were just trying to get as much weird stuff into the show as possible, and then like at the end of season two, they opened up this you know this arc and the, uh, of Rick especially being a little bit more redeemable, like he yeah, had yeah. something something more there, and then something a lot a lot deeper that was going on. And after that, for me, the show has just gotten into different territory where. Each single episode is this thing that you look and watch for. Like, what what do they mean? What are they trying to say? And then that that's even beyond like the amazing dialogue and jokes and stuff that they have in there. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, kind of in a way, what's 
weird about this show compared to say like Adventure Time and Futurama and stuff is that there's only a very small amount of them. Like there's only what mm. we've got what like three seasons and there's only ten episodes I think in each one. Like it's mm. very very short run, but you can watch each episode so many times back and mm. catch all these different little things in them. All like a thing that you might have missed the first time or you watch back and you realize that they've just thrown in these little bits that are revealed then you're like oh yeah that thing that they mentioned there actually they like kind of foreshadowing mm. the word. and uh mm. but it's just like the scripts and uh the references and and oh yeah again like adventure time some of the some of the characters that they have like that episode where they're they're flicking through the TV channels and like they have that guy who's just got ants in his eyes <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> and like some of the some of the things that they're watching on that TV channel are just I just don't even know how how someone came up with it you know it's just like you're just like thinking like what like how have these people actually even sat down and thought about this like it's just uh, it's incredible and then it's to me it kind of has that thing that I like that it's just got some really good, as I call it, nerd culture, you know, just all these, mm, l- mm. such a good, it's a fantastic show. And you can tell that they spend a lot of time and, you know, like yeah. they really, really just get everything is perfect. And like, there's not, there's, there's, there's not one bad episode. There's not one bad bit of it. There's not one bit. And they don't waste like, oh, any moment of exactly. any show. Exactly. Yeah. It's all There's like... No one moment is perfect. Just... Yeah, it's really good. Have you got any other shows from the from the tens that you sort of really enjoy? Bojack. I only oh, watched people it. people told me yeah. I have to oh, watch this. I was like... like I don't know why, but I guess it aired what, around three years ago, four years ago on Netflix. And my housemate used to watch it all the time. And I don't know why. I had it in my head that it was that it was really bad for some reason and i was like ah oh, why are you watching this again and i just mm. would basically walk out of the room and just go watch something else and i don't know why i had this weird thing that it was bad for some reason even though i was told like look you, you know you should watch the show and i'm like no no it looks terrible it looks like awful i'm not gonna watch it and then i watched it and i was just like okay i don't know what is wrong with me and why it took so long to watch it and i basically watched the entire thing and around maybe the space of like two weeks i was completely hooked on it like it's absolutely fantastic like it is actually it's really really good it's, it looks just very weird though yeah uh, for those who haven't watched like what is the what is the appeal um it's in a way i don't know even how to describe how to describe it it's like <laughs> it's a little bit kind of like the humor of arrested development but that's only because the person who voices bojack is in arrested development so maybe i just keep thinking that it's him it's like it's dark again it's emotional it's very real like it's got a lot of things that are just like really make you think about the world like it's basically like about a washed up actor and he's got like a serious drinking problem and he's quite messed up it just brings you back to him and it's like just heartbreaking at times but like all the people are animals or human 
in the show, but it like it, it never really explains. Like it's just that's just the way that the world is. And mm. but they kind of also take the piss. So like horses, like he'd kind of make these weird horse jokes, and like dogs would make like weird dog jokes and stuff. It's kind of it's very strange. But there's this fantastic episode in the new season where there's no speaking in it. He basically Bojack goes to this kind of underwater world where no one can actually talk. And the entire episode is just done through animation and him trying to like mime things. And it's, oh, it's absolutely incredible. It's really, really good. It's a very powerful show as well, but it's really, really depressing at the same time. Mm. Like you Mm. you feel like you, I remember after a couple of episodes, you have to give it a bit of, you're just like, okay, I need some time away from Bojack. (laughs) Like he's, he's really, dark he's very very complex but he's a it's it's a very very real show about like things like hollywood and the movie industry and you know alcohol abuse and drugs mm. and um is it a friendship. bit like rick and morty in that respect then it is but it's oh. obviously like it's not set in space it's not as mm. weird it's not as okay. nerdy but there is a lot of modern culture references in it as well like in that type of way it is it is like i put it in the same ballpark as it like i think if you like one you'll probably you'll probably like both but i feel that maybe rick and morty would be the less popular one just because it wouldn't appeal to as many people just because it's a little bit more nerdy i suppose and i don't know i i i i don't think that it actually is but i you can kind of see how people would think that about it you know they'd be like oh i don't watch that type of thing but um mm. but i think you should watch it i'm definitely going to yeah, give it a go try oh, there's too many people too many people have been telling me about yeah. it now so i have to and there's not a lot again there's only four seasons of it so it's not too much okay. to watch mm. and it's on netflix so you can kind of just binge mm. it and then the other one is Bob's Burgers, which is something else I haven't watched, but it's on a lot of like yeah. a lot of people since, since like it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. on a lot of yeah. internet lists as well. It's great as well. The music in it is really good as well. They kind of like make up a lot of songs in it and just like a lot of really good kind of comedy songs. Okay, it's hard to describe because it's quite there's nothing weird about it. like it's just basically a family who run a burger restaurant that's like the premise of the show um, okay did you watch that episode of archer where they where they do the bob's burgers crossover because there's an episode no no which one was that no um, I, i've watched all i've watched all the archer video which which i can't, I can't remember, remember that remember there's this see if you've not watched bob's burgers you mightn't have realized that's what it was yeah but the person who does the voice of bob and the person who's the voice of archer is the same so they had this. Oh wow! Okay. They had an episode of Archer where he was actually put in to work in the Bob's Burgers restaurant as Bob, and they gave him like this fake wife <laughs> and kids. But it was, it was like Bob's actual wife and Bob's kids, and then he realizes <laughs> that he's actually Archer. He's like, "What the hell am I doing here?" Kind of thing. It's very good. I think you'd like that as well. Like, it's quite. It's not. It's just hard to describe because it's just. It's. It's just. It's kind of along the same lines of Archer, like in a way. It's just well written, 
humorous, you know, but it, it mm. never gets too dark, though. So it's like a little bit lighter, but very watchable and great songs. As I said, they've actually, I think they released an album there mm-hmm. a few months ago for the music from the show. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Really okay, great. it's it's from the show. That's cool. It's not like the Simpsons one. That no, did, yeah. no. I actually, I cannot <laughs> confirm whether I had that album or not. I can confirm that I had <laughs> the Bartman on vinyl okay. as a kid, <laughs> and, I, and I used to put on a pair of shades and actually do the Bartman in my in my parents' living room. <laughs> I still remember okay. like most of the words from most of the songs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, so for me. Like, I, I suppose I have to explain a little bit. Like, my favorite cartoons of the recent era, are, it's like it's mostly built on, like, representation. So, like if we look back and, like, towards the 1930s, 40s, like, even uh, like until the 1980s, we had, like, cartoons being sort of, you know, actually racist and sexist. Like, they would have racist and sexist tropes in them, like, uh, you know, Dumbo had that Asterix and Obelix, they had racial stereotypes and the Tintin, you know, if we go until the 80s, like, what are the what are the good characters of representation and, like, I don't know, for me it was only, like, Fat Albert, I remember, and Valerie, maybe, from Josie and the Pussycats there's, yeah. you know, there's not a lot so as we get to this more recent era, you know, we have these cool shows that have come out, like, I, I've never watched it's a lot, but like, for example, Dora the Explorer, that's kind of cool because you get to see different kinds of characters. And also uh, something like Doc McStuffins, you know, which is which is really cool because you have this little black girl who is really, you know, she wants to become a doctor and she's sort of studying towards it. But then her whole life is within this like thing because her mom is this really, really good doctor. And her dad, who's brilliant as well, he's, he's mostly he stays at home most of the time, you know, so mm. it's this whole like world of you know where people can just see themselves in good lights and the problem with this is is there's a there's a thing called the problem of the single story and when you hear one thing only about other people or about yourselves that tends to play out so you know for example people we always joke about like people in america when somebody from the continent of africa meets them you get like awkward questions about sort of like you know how did you get here <laughs> do you in the streets and you know do you guys have to carry guns so that you know the animals don't get you and and uh, you know does everybody have aids you know th- these kinds of questions that are just just ignorant the kind of stuff that's happened a lot it's not really those people's fault because they've been told one story now when we look into cartoons and books and that kind of thing the other problem is if you don't read stories of people like you where you're having fun and adventures and that kind of thing you think you're sort of unworthy of that if you look at the books that we get in south africa until very very recently it was like all the white kids in the books will have these amazing adventures you know there'll be magic carpets and traveling to different places and going up into space whereas all the black kids in the book they are on farms you know they tend to their grandparents farms and they they mind the cows and they deal with things there and after a while you know after generations of reading books like that people start feeling like they aren't worthy of having adventures. Adventures are only for white people, that kind of thing. And you see that persist when you talk to kids from poorer backgrounds in places, you know, some places in South Africa and across the continent and stuff like that. So when we get to the 2010s, sorry for taking up so much time, we have really cool cartoons. And like, for example, We Bear Bears. I think they share a creator with Adventure Time and 
another absolutely brilliant cartoon, which is Steven Universe. But all of those, they all present characters that you don't get anywhere else. I mean, Steven Universe presents very positive characters where the gender is not absolutely set. I think Steven Universe, and it is a big call because I love Adventure Time so much, but I think Steven Universe is actually a better cartoon. And that, that that's like, just because the characters are so real, there's such a lot of warmth in there. Like the story of Steven and his mom and what happened, like that just, it's really, you know, just absolutely gets you in your heart. You know, it's, it's a really good story. But we have more stories now where you have good characters. We talked about Avatar and the next version of Avatar was Korra, you know, where the where the lead character was this very strong but immature girl. Tinkerbell, which I never thought would be a thing that I would like in a million years, but because my little sister watches it, I watch it. And I tell you what, those are good role models for your kids, both your boy and your girl children. Like those are real people solving real problems and most of them are girls. So it's that's really good. So this to degree is what I have used to influence me a little bit in terms of my favorite shows of the 2010s. And so definitely Adventure Time is there and Steven Universe is there. Then Rick and Morty, obviously, ridiculously good show. And then for the kids, like shows like Gumball, which I know are not popular with everybody. Some parents like really don't like Gumball for reasons I'm not entirely <laughs> okay with. But like the amazing world of Gumball, that's a, again a multimedia animation. It's so interesting to look at. But you know, some they do cover some really interesting topics in there. And then you get shows that are like don't let your kids watch Barbie. Barbie's not a good show, especially for your girl children. Like just just don't do it. And also to continue my thing of the worst shows I've ever seen, one of the worst shows I've ever seen that was in the 2010s is Uncle Grandpa. I don't know why it's on TV. It just looks weird. There's nothing. It's so uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable show. It's just not cool, man. Just I, I, like, I don't know if other people have like animated shows that they hate, especially, but let me know because I think they hate these animated shows more than like Cowboy Chicken and Uncle Grandpa, like my worst shows ever <laughs> i will not abide by them <laughs> but yeah that's that so that's like mostly you know for sort of for me but uh yeah i think like looking back at that site mm. looking over 80s 90s 2000s 2010s how has animation changed over that time for you do you think it's gotten better and you can talk about this across any of the measures you know like uh, actual quality of the animation or the stories or the characters or cultural relevance or like whatever i think it's definitely gotten better i mean even when we're even as we were talking about the things in the 80s how i do look back on them with a lot of fondness but they were all very much one thing like there was there wasn't enough people thinking okay i'm gonna kind of you know to do something a little bit different here and it's kind of i think as animation has kind of evolved we've just seen people reinvent the wheel with it and break the mold mm. and really just almost take the fact away that it is animation that that's not even a factor anymore and then also kind of experiment with the whole art form a lot more i mean i think adventure time is pretty good with that i mean they just they like to kind of try a lot of different things as i mentioned culturally like it just feels like people accept animation as being true art form now more than they did it still has that wow. same thing that we've mentioned where you'll meet certain people and you'll be and you'll be like oh like have you watched 
Archer and they'd be like, oh, that's just a dumb cartoon, for, you know, for kids. They're like, well, actually, have you have you watched any, you know, kind of, <laughs> like, have you actually watched anything when you weren't a kid? And they're like, I wouldn't, you know, like, I'm not watching that. But I feel like that type of thought frame isn't really as active anymore. I think most people realize that animation isn't something that's only made for a kid. Like the way lots of things that are kind of aimed at a kid have a lot of things in it for adults as well. But I, th- I, I like now that people are making more things that are aimed at a certain audience in a way. So we have a lot, as you mentioned, there's a lot more things on, which is both bad and good, but it means if there's a certain type of an animation show that you like, you'll probably find one thing and then you'll find out, oh, that person has also made this and he does the voice and this thing and that's a little bit like that show and you, you, you can just kind of go down a nice little row there mm-hmm. I mean like I actually hearing you talk about Steven Universe I've yet to watch that but that's one of the things on my list of stuff to watch that kind of spawned from watching Adventure Time and there's mm-hmm. there's just there's a lot more stuff out there there's a lot of people who are just experimenting with it and and as you mentioned, there's definitely a lot more diversity and a lot less stereotypical characters, which is really good. I think what works well in, in a show like Bojack is that they have animals are like, yeah, you know, I was going to say that. so that kind of mm. takes away this whole the race thing a, l- a little bit. And you don't think about, oh, he's a brown horse. He's a white dog. He's a yellow dog. You know, like it. that's not what you think about. And it, I think that's a really that's a kind of a smart way of being able to almost reset what people would think about this and just it's not just to make people realize that that's not important you know the fact that this person is a dog has no bearing on him as a person he's just he's just a dog you know that's it Mm -hmm. and that i think is where we're going to leave this one Big thank you to Simon for joining me. It's just great to have somebody on who loves these shows as much as I do. Okay, well, maybe not exactly the same shows, though. Hmm. I might take to Twitter to get some opinions on that, so stay tuned. In the meantime, do give us your say. What's your best shows from your childhood or adolescence or adulthood, whatever? Let us know what we missed out on and so on. Do join us again next time. Until then, take care. 